ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. I'm Jesse Cruikshank, and I've always been told I have a face for podcasting. So I launched a podcast. It's called Phone a Friend because each week I'll break down the biggest stories in pop culture. But when I have questions, I get to phone a friend. I'll phone a royal watcher to find out why Prince Harry is acting like a real housewife. I'll phone a tween to please explain euphoria. And maybe I'll even phone a Backstreet Boy to find out if I still have a chance. I don't? Okay. New episodes drop every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Hello, welcome to the cinema. Kathy here with a very special guest, my big sister Sarah. Hello. Welcome Sarah. Sarah is the last woman standing of my siblings to come on this podcast. Jackie and Elizabeth have been on numerous times and I've never managed to get Sarah to come but I have hustled her to come to see Hustlers with me are you excited for this movie? oh I'm very excited yeah <laughs> she's not uh, I am I am I'm excited <laughs> to be on the podcast Sarah and I are on holidays in uh, York it's a bit of a mom's gone wild weekend it's involved us eating loads of scones and now we're going to the cinema <laughs> um, so what do you know about this movie? are you genuinely not interested at all in watching it? Um, no, I am interested in watching it. I know that J Lo is a stripper. <laughs> is that it? Something about uh, somebody poor who's stripping to get her way through college? No, no. Um, well, I haven't seen the trailer, but I know you have. But I've read. I only it. watched like ten seconds of it. <laughs> I read a little bit, and it's actually based on a New York Times article, which was a real article about these women who were strippers and like hustled money from really rich bankers and CEOs. Um, so all of that sounds relatively interesting but what's been surprising about this is that apparently everyone's saying it's amazing and it has brilliant reviews has this really talented female director and people are saying like J-Lo's going to be Oscar nominated and it's her best performance since Out of Sight so I find all of that quite intriguing and it has a really good cast yeah so do I I'm not really sure how I could imagine her getting an Oscar well she's really good and out of sight have you seen that no she's actually a really good actress okay she just tends to not be in the only thing I've seen her in is Made in Manhattan I mean she rocked that role (laughs) (laughs) I love Made in Manhattan and Julia Stiles is in this from 10 Things I Hate About You oh I forgot she was in it and Constance Wu so yeah it's a good female cast female director I was very jealous of Julia Stiles when I was younger wasn't she Heath Ledger's girlfriend in that movie 10 Things I Hate About You yeah so anyway, this should be awesome. Thank you for finally joining us. Thank you for having me. Are you excited? Oh, I'm very excited. Your children have even been on the podcast. I know, I know, I know, I know. That's <laughs> true. Your children came on and did a bonus Pokemon review for us. So you really are the last woman to okay. come on this Hi, podcast. Hi, kids. <laughs> They'll listen to it at some point. Yeah, okay. Bye. Bye. Oh, and turns out Sarah likes getting to movies really early and watching the trailers, which I hate. <laughs> thanks for saying that. So now we're all, we have to go and watch trailers for half an hour. Sarah, I hope they're worth it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> These Wall Street guys. You see what they did to this country? They stole from everybody. Hardworking people lost everything. And not one of these douchebags went to jail. The game is rigged and it does not reward people who play by the rules. But it's like robbing a bank, except you get the keys. Are you in? I gotta <laughs> These are my coworkers. Jobs, please. What if somebody calls the cops and says what? Woo! I spent five thousand dollars at a strip club. Send help. Ah, damn. Uh, I could never be royal. <laughs> royal. <laughs>
<laughs> so good. I'm sorry, that movie was amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was actually. The music was yep. so good. Did you enjoy it? Yep, I did. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> it was really I thought it was funny. brilliant. Yeah. Um, it wasn't that funny. It was sad. But there was a lot of laughter in the audience, though, wasn't there? Well, I kind of had an issue with that because a lot of the laughter was at the men's expense. <laughs> and the bit that the people laughed the most at was when like a guy was drugged and the four <laughs> women were carrying through a car park and stole all his money. <laughs> I know. Um, it was something about how the director did it, though. She managed to somehow inject humour in almost every scene. <laughs> but, like, if four men were dragging a drugged woman through a car park, no one would I laugh. I know. It was inter- I think it's a very interesting movie because, kind of for brief plot synopsis, no spoilers, um, for people who don't know what this movie about is about, um, it's effectively about these four strippers who take things a little bit far uh, to get money from Wall Street bankers and end up kind of committing some criminal offences and robbing these men Um, and yeah J-Lo is kind of the ringleader Constance Wu is her young protege and it has so many fun elements like I love movies when someone's like the mentor teaching the mentee so you get all that with (laughs) J-Lo like teaching her how to dance that pole and it's really J-Lo doing it I mean She's just phenomenal dancer. Oh my god, she is a brilliant dancer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was more about like four women coming together that don't have family. That yeah. was the uniting force, and the four women come together because they're all the kind of product of a breakdown of their own families, and they're coming together to try and find. Basically, when you strip the rest of it away, love and companionship. And female, fr- I love movies about female friendship. Um, so it was and lots of money to be fair <laughs> they were all yeah but it money. wasn't like they had enough money to start with and then wanted more money none of them had enough money to start with yeah and actually they were looking for the money to try and live and survive and look after their children obviously they got a bit greedy <laughs> like just they a did. little bit greedy no but when they got really greedy that was right after things that hit rock bottom for all of them yeah and Constance what's her name Dorothy yeah but like the kind of theme that went the whole way through Dorothy's was that she didn't have enough money to live and that well, was she, but then she got a lot of money and she kept doing it but she lost it all because her man walked out or she, her man was abusive and she was back on her own with the baby and it did, it did have one of these things that these always fascinates me with in real life and in fiction when you have people who earn like a lot of money right like she says like the first year she was doing this she earned more than a heart surgeon and like at one point it's brain surgeon. That they're a brain surgeon they're making like 50 grand in a night kind of thing mm-hmm. and I'm like but then how are you so broke every time it ends like yeah they obviously money. yeah they <laughs> save some money they obviously didn't save yeah. any like, money all they do when they make all this money is just buy more things and I'm like but they were investing <laughs> in their looks <laughs> their, their clothes and their yeah. outfits if I was earning $50,000 a night like I would be able to retire very quickly yeah but you're a very sensible <laughs> person I mean right? I'm very boring <laughs> but yeah honestly I think you know what I can see why it's doing so well and actually before this morning I um, was just like reading the Hollywood Reporter like news on the weekend box office from last week and they were saying that in the States this is the biggest opening weekend of J-Lo's career um, but J-Lo was I mean she's absolutely brilliant she's it's yeah. a perfect part for her like, and she's absolutely for her, gorgeous think. in it like, and she's so good at what, she's so good yeah and it made 30 million dollars in its opening weekend right but do you think mo- some people just went like because she's such a babe and people were like no I thinking think it's that it's- she's I don't think people would just go to a movie I haven't seen her in anything for a long time I don't think someone would go to a movie just because like the lead yeah, attractive true. 
Like it made thirty million dollars opening weekend, <laughs> and it the clown or it part two or whatever it's called made forty million. <laughs> did you like? Did you not like that? No? I didn't see it. No. Um, Hang on, but that 40 made million. 40 million. So, as a comparative, this movie made 75% of one of the biggest horror movies of all time. Of all time. So, like, that's phenomenal. But Especially they, given it's a female director written by the same woman, a female cast. Like, that's actually really unusual. I so think people would triumph. like to see it, though, because people like, like, groups of women will go to see that together, and they should. It's really enjoyable. And it's a really good, um, like, caper movie. It reminded me a little bit, but it's not. It's much lighter than it. Did you see Widows? No. Yeah, it's a bit like that. Um, but like, there is certainly darkness to this movie. But it's it's like the director did a really funny job of like intercutting humor with really serious moments. But it is it kind of downplays how serious what they actually were doing was. Yeah, it's quite fascinating because because you come it, you come away at the end thinking, oh, that's really sweet <laughs> and J Lo's so good to such and such. But actually, they were massively. Injuring. I mean, what they, what they did, what they did was shocking. But it's quite fascinating how they, the logic of it is, you get it. It's kind of like the Robin Hood logic. They're like, well, the Wall Street bankers destroyed this country and they, then none of them went to prison. So why the fuck should we feel sorry for Wall Street bankers? And like, you kind of go, yeah, you go, girl. <laughs> Who does feel sorry I, for Wall Street bankers? I didn't, I felt sorry for the women though. Which women? Like, all of them. The women doing it? Yeah. I didn't feel sorry for them. I empathised with them and I understood their rationale, but I certainly didn't. But feel like sorry when for you them. took away the when they were spraying themselves in champagne and like throwing <laughs> physically throwing money around. I yeah, didn't but feel like, sorry for look them. what they had to do to get it though. Yeah, and I'm... two of them wanted to go to university and they couldn't afford it, and they were looking after children on their own. Yeah, of course. I empathise. Like I feel bad for the situation, but like they weren't probably the most sympathetic characters in the world. <laughs> well, like it did show that they tried to earn money different ways and that they couldn't live yeah. off the minimum wage. And obviously, like there's other solutions to to being a stripper. And I don't think there's any stealing solution. and drugging. I think drugging <laughs> Wall Street bankers is a pretty darn good way to go about. But also, money. it made you. I mean, they were all lying to their wives. Every one of them was a cheat. I like, know every yeah. single man. But then they might argue they're not cheating. Well, they just thought they were having some drinks with some nice gals, and next day they wake up. No, and but they the don't ones know before them. that, yeah, before it was. It was dodgy. interesting how um, the kind of pre and post Wall Street crash, like pre and post two thousand and eight, how they. Um, <laughs> Sarah's not used to walking around and doing podcasts around. Uh, we're actually walking around View Car Park. It's beautiful. We do this a lot in View Stains, but I've never done it in View York before. Um, side note: Don't ever go to View York Cinema. <laughs> it's absolutely horrible. Like most people come to York and enjoy the culture, we went to the absolute worst cinema that the city had to offer. My favourite bit about the movie was the music. The music, the was piano, brilliant. the piano music, the way through it was yeah. absolutely beautiful. It was like a good mix of like kind of hip hop and like classical. No, but the classical piano was really nice. It was lovely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we should go to Spoiler Street. Definitely recommend this movie for anyone, male or female, equal amounts of laughs and genders. I thought in attendance here. Yeah. Yeah. I do, yeah, I definitely do recommend it. Okay. And um, I think the main thing about this movie was that actually when families break down, like did for everyone, every one of those strippers, their home situation had broken down and they needed each other to <laughs> care for each other, though. That's what they yeah. all needed. And like mixing up MDMA and ketamine. It's a hard life. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> actually, We're that was... on Spoiler Street now, right? On all right, Spoiler sorry. Street for this movie. Now, again, it's real life, so how much can you spoil real life? But it is real life, and it's not a story I knew beforehand. Going to go off and read the article now, though. Um, we're on Spoiler Street. The movie's kind of 
set up um, in that they're actually telling the story to the journalist who writes the eventual piece which was played who was played by Julia Stiles bit disappointed I thought Julia Stiles was going to be one of the strippers did you want to see Julia Stiles stripping like <laughs> no I just wanted to see her in the caper but she played quite a serious role which is more standard for her like I thought we'd see her in a different role not that she wasn't in Save the Last Dance and very good in it but I thought it was it was the best the bit of the movie that kind of for me was when she was like oh you know I grew up kind of with money but she didn't she grew up rich she said we grew up comfortable comfortable yeah but she went to like a private university and everything yeah and that was when the other girl was like you don't know what I'm talking about yeah, yeah. what would you do for a thousand dollars not what we do for a thousand dollars yeah yeah um, so yeah it's interesting and then in the end they kind of really didn't receive major punishment for their crime but you know what I liked at the end what sorry I'm, I don't really know how this works am I allowed to say something that happened in it now you were on spoiler sheet. We're on spoiler sheet. You can also tell Sarah never listens to the podcast. It's I fine. do, I do. No, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, I listen to the one my kids are on. Um, <laughs> I've forgotten what I was going to say now. Oh, at the end, she let down her friend to be there for her daughter. Yeah, which, like, you have to do, right? No, but not... No. The other one didn't. Well, she... Th- it was like, it was prisoner's dilemma. She thought, we'll all say we're innocent. We'll get a... a lawyer will never do it but one person always breaks in prisoner dilemma like yeah but I thought that was important like she didn't leave her like her mom had left her and she didn't and she didn't leave her daughter yeah so at the end of that she would she took a criminal record for the rest of her life but like they got they escaped with zero punishment they just J-Lo yeah but she's basically unemployable criminal forever but she was unemployable anyway before this hence her getting into the hustling like she couldn't get a job anyway like even in a shop yeah but she tried to do the right thing at the (laughs) end for her daughter like she could have she could have kept going like I can't believe they didn't like J-Lo's character got five years probation no time served Constance Wu got no charges and the other women yeah, spent they... a couple of weekends in prison. <laughs> what, would, you mean, would you like to spend a couple of weekends in prison? No, but I'm just saying, given they're like actually drugging people and stealing from them. Yeah, but the other the thing is... doesn't fit the crime. No, it doesn't. But the other thing is, and this is true, like, the men were all cheating on their wives and telling a pack of lies and happy to be brought along to a club with... They were, for sure. They were. But the guy that they eventually got brought down by was doing none of those things. He was literally minding his own business in a restaurant and they drugged and stole from him. True. True. They they obviously crossed the line and it's that classic thing with any kind of criminal caper. It's like, quit while you're ahead. Quit while you're ahead. It was a few times in the movie and you were like, just stop. You've got enough money. Because up until a certain point it was actually all the evil bankers like cheating on their wives and throwing money around and then suddenly it stopped being that and you just think oh this is when you need to stop now like don't just be robbing innocent men of their money and like <laughs> some of the like, men though you didn't feel that sorry no for some them, of like. them you didn't and there was a, one really awful bit when Constance Wu when this guy she realises after a couple of years away from stripping and like post Wall Street crash what's now expected of the strippers like in, ter- in terms of actually performing sexual favours that had not been the case before and oh, that yeah. was really sordid that scene that was quite depressing and then she she was supposed to get whatever amount of money and she only got a fraction of it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that that's what I mean. Like, they were trying... It was to... I mean, I have to like, say, I admire the hustle. Like, I, I, I really admire the hustle. So they took it too far, but... The moral of this movie is, Kathy's going to quit the day job. No, I just think... I, they took it too far and they should never have been drugging people. But before they started doing that, and they were just kind of overcharging these men for the services like mm-hmm. at that point I didn't feel bad for the men at all because they got themselves voluntarily into those situations yeah and the men were 
after that Terrible. when they started like, drugging the men and like actually giving them ketamine I felt bad for the men because there was a, no one deserves to be given drugs like no they didn't ask no for. no that and that's what I mean when they were carrying the drug man through the car park <laughs> yeah. and his legs were like dangling and everyone in cinema was like ha ha but there was like, if that was scene. a woman being dragged through I a mean, car park yeah. you'd, you'd phone 999 <laughs> when they were like baking the ketamine and, yeah like, that was funny yeah. like. or when she brought the dog to the um the private room where she was doing the orgy and the dog was looking out of the handbag I think that was my favourite bit actually I think it's a really stylish movie and I think it's really going to hold up you know the way like you enjoy movies and they come and go but like I think this movie will just hold up for a long time and actually be a bit of a classic kind of feels like swingers or something like that it has that feel but I think there's something to learn from it like what like people will do desperate things when they're in poverty now obviously that's the extreme (laughs) but they will because all of that started out because that they didn't have enough money and all of that started out because they were from homes that weren't functioning properly and they were Yeah, but Candice character like. did have a loving grandmother and like... Yeah, but she was massively in debt and that was the first scene. She'd sold I her know. necklace from her husband because she'd no money. I'm just saying like, it, yes, you can take that from it, but also it's just like kind of funny. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't think I take it as seriously as what you've taken it in that sense. Like JLo was grand Like she didn't need Like she lived in a penthouse On the upper east side Yeah but to keep The penthouse (laughs) (laughs) To keep her penthouse It's really hard When you live in a penthouse And you may not get to live there And also Cathy They had to pay For the ketamine Like (laughs) (laughs) What's that called Outgoings And they bought like A new dress for every night Just in case the men Realised it was the same dress The stupidest thing About the movie was that they did The hustle in the same bar Every night At the same table Yeah that was stupid So and then they were like worried about getting caught you're obviously going to get caught yeah. by the bar staff who'll be like um, though the bar staff they said everyone was in on it literally oh, everyone was getting yeah. caught um, but yeah anyway I'm so glad we got to go to cinema together it's been about Kathy, we 20 made, years when have we ever gone to that the Lion King when it came out <laughs> probably the last time we went to cinema <laughs> together um, uh, thank you for coming on I'll come on in another 20 years yeah it's going to be a long time again before okay. we go to the cinema together thank you everyone thank you everyone bye uh, I hope you liked Hustlers let us know what you thought let us know if you thought it was a commentary on poverty <laughs> or <laughs> if you thought it was a just a fun caper just a fun caper or if you think these women are deplorable and the movie should never have been made glorifying what they did and uh, you really have to do some soul searching if you laugh when they drag <laughs> the drug to man across the car yeah. park because um, if you do then you're just as bad as everyone else I'd say the laugh hit right in this movie I'd say there was at least 20 laughs in the audience like it's properly one of the funniest movies I've seen in ages like I don't laugh that much at actual movies that are billed as comedies um, so you let us know what you think tweet Instagram or Facebook at the cinemile cinemile at gmail.com or head over to iTunes and subscribe and rate us. That would be awesome. Okay, bye. So the guy went back three more times. Guess he must have liked it. <laughs> ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. What do you do when no one else is watching? What do you do that makes you happy for no reason at all? What are you obsessed with? I'm Leslie Arfin, and I'm a writer, but I'm also a dancer, a painter, a vapor, a dollhouse enthusiast, and basically just an overall hobbyist. My podcast, Filling the Void, is all about what other people are fanatically into. We talk about hobbies, even if you don't have one. Listen to Filling the Void on Tuesdays on the Erios Network and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 
ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs>